Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies. And I'm Ryan Kantz, and I think Hallmark Christmas movies are very funny. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Exciting. Another day, another movies and mysteries. Love it. It's everybody's favorite. People on the Patreon have asked why we don't have as many guests on this year. Well, if I got some this good news. This is the week for you. Oh, boy. Th- this is the week, and leading off, we have Ryan Kantz. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Now, for those of you who are uninitiated, Ryan Kantz wrote a book called Build Your Own Christmas Movie Romance. Ooh. It is a blast. It's great. You know how I said one time Hallmark has three wheels they just spin yeah. in the Hallmark offices? And one is like <laughs> a subplot of like, they knew each other in high school but hate each other. Or not met one's big city, one small town. And then they spin a second wheel and it's actors. And the third wheel is just all smiley faces. And they spin that wheel. Yeah. 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 Lands on smiley face. Thank goodness. Um. Ryan Kuntz has made an entire book out of the idea that you can choose your own adventure and create your perfectly plausible yet uh, contrived Christmas movie romance with all of your favorite tropes in one book. Ryan, tell us a little bit more about it. Tell us where you came up with the idea and just what, why you, you decided to make it a book. Yeah, so the book is essentially, it was my very best attempt to take every Hallmark Christmas movie ever made Uh, which, you know, that's a big number and cram them into one book. I was not fully, it's, I wasn't fully successful. There's the universe is too big, but I wanted, I wanted that wheel you were talking about. I wanted as many of the Hallmark Christmas movie subplots as possible in one book. Um, And the book is structured kind of like a, it's like a modified, like a choose your own adventure book. So you have some control over the plot, which essentially, uh, as a narrative device just works as a way for me to add in as many bonus plots to the book as possible. So the main through plot of this one is following the busy businesswoman from the city who hates Christmas and loves money and has to learn an important lesson in a small town. But I didn't want to disregard like the someone is secretly royalty plot or someone's going to tear down the shop for the condos or <laughs> there's, I wanted, I wanted as much of that in there as possible. So that's kind of where the, choose your own adventure element kind of uh, benefits that. I should say it is not a choose your own adventure book. I am just using that as a touch point. Choose your own adventure is a brand with which I am not associated. Yeah, yeah, of course. 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 Now, let me ask you this. You might not know the answer, but how many possible outcomes are there in this (laughs) book? If you were to say, I want to do every possible thing, how many would it be? Yeah, I don't know. I have just recently have people start asking me that. I was like, that is something I should have uh, looked into. <laughs> it's not as endless as just an open, an open format kind of choice themed book. Like this one is more structured. So you're, there's eight chapters, which are called scenes because, you know, movies. Right. Duh. And for the most part, you are getting shuttled through each of those scenes, no matter what path you take. It's just alternate ways of getting there. Um, but so if you read it, there are there are over there's more than 10 endings. 
Uh, there's there's several, a few paths that will end the story early, just in the middle of the book. Uh, for the most part, there's a giant just explosion of endings you can choose at the end that kind of wrap up all the remaining tropes that didn't get covered. But <laughs> essentially, you can, so you'll have the same basic stories happening, but if you read it through different times, you will get through that story in different ways. Um, the characters might take, like the the small town love interest, you can read it uh, as if he's a high school, a former high school ex, or you can read it as though he's a former high school rival with whom she has just this weird tension. Right. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, slightly yeah. different, but yeah, it gives it it's just a different flavor. I imagine it must have been very hard because like writing a, a story is hard enough, but to keep track of so many different things, how, how, how did you do it? Did you have a whiteboard with all these different <laughs> lines and yarn and stuff? Or, or yeah, was it, yeah. It's, it was essentially that scene in the movie where they're trying to show like that this like crack investigator is just starting to lose it where they have like the, bullets, <laughs> like, the red yarn yeah. and just, like, note cards that say like murder. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of that, but with like post-its. Yeah. Um, big city. My, my, like, <laughs> my, big, my big recommendation now for people writing a book is I just really strongly recommend just a just a beginning, middle, and end. Just a just the one plot. If I just just straightforward, huh? There, Got it. Yeah, I highly encourage a, a one plot. Mm, that's I love it. it. It's a good yeah. tip. Hot yeah. tip. Yeah, there. Well, hot tip comments. coming in. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that this movie, uh, time for you to come home for Christmas, must have uh, uh, tug at those uh, in, investigative um, strings that you like because this guy is walking around trying to figure things out. I do think that yes. this guy had a, a, some yarn. And yes. Some questions. Oh, absolutely. Yes, in a room, some somewhere. questions. Yeah. For sure. The man had some darkness. Yeah, he had uh, some yeah. yarn. There's a lot of unexplored darkness. Yes. There it is. And we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, of course, First, if you would like to hear more uh, from us, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Deck the Hallmark. If you would like to give back this holiday season, we've partnered with communities and schools. You can give in so many different ways just by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by buying a shirt on the website. And if you'd like to watch us on television, you can do that at friendlytv.com slash DTH. You can sign up for a free trial, and we give away a year of Hallmark Channel every week during I like, the holiday season. I like watching television yeah so why not watch why us? not watch I us think on the television i think it's weird you still for me to see us have a, a channel on demand <laughs> yeah it is it's it crazy. is it is something but it's a thing are you guys ready uh, i think we this. are um, oh yeah yeah time for you uh to come home for christmas produced by blake shelton uh, originally aired on december 8th 2019 and and went a little something like this Tyler is a musician who is playing guitar at a fundraiser for troops. His girlfriend didn't show up for the gig, uh, so he goes to find her at uh, her parents' bakery, and they slow dance, and it's magical. 20 years later, we see her again. Her name is Catherine. She was that girl from 20 years ago, um, but now she's older. She has a kid named Will, but where's Tyler? We find Find out that Tyler unfortunately passed away two years ago. So this is the second Christmas without Tyler. She decides that her and uh, and 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 Will are not going to go to Grandma's for Christmas. It's just going to be uh, too hard for her. But that makes Will very sad because that's where they always used to spend Christmas. And so she changes her mind off to uh, the hometown as you tend to do. Um, they go to the train station. They're taking a train and they hear some guy playing music. And so she stops. To 
to give him a dollar, puts it in the coffee cup that you do for tips, but it, that's not what he wanted. He didn't have a tip jar, I guess. It was an actual coffee cup, and uh, it was a, a, a big whoopsie-daisy. Um, she runs to get on the train, and guess who is on that train? That guy. Um, and he's going to be sitting right across from them the entire trip. And his name is Jack. They chat about, uh, about, about things on the train, and then they play cards, and she rests her head on the shoulder as you do and wakes up and goes, I didn't mean to do that. Um, she gets uh, to her parents' house and drops this picture of Tyler in her, um, and she gets very frazzled and very sad. Uh, she's walking around seeing all the people that she grew up with, and we see this uh, conversation between Jack and this person. He's dealing with something. It's mysterious. He's searching for some. We don't know. But he's not just in town for music. He's in town for mystery. Um, we do find out that Jack is filling in uh, with the band that Tyler used to be a part of. Uh, Catherine uh, keeps trying to get Will to do all these Christmas things because uh, she doesn't want him to be sad at Christmas, but he's sad. He doesn't want to do these things that he used to do with his dad. Uh, we see Jack going through newspaper clipping and archives trying to find something about something, and we still don't know what. Uh, he keeps bumping into uh, to Catherine, and they end up going ice skating together and he can really skate backwards. It's very impressive because he's, he's Canadian. Uh, she spots in his wallet a picture of a woman, so he must not be single. Womp womp. But that doesn't stop him from coming over and helping Will with the snow fort. Um, and then they have a snowball fight and it's a very nice thing. Um, but he bolts suddenly when he gets a mysterious phone call from a hardware worker. He goes and they do more uh, mystery things together. Um, they uh, He then gets back Back to, gets back up with uh, Catherine. They make croissants together and they talk about life. Catherine finds out uh, that her mom is considering selling the bakery and that really bumps her out. Um, she goes out on a movie date with Jack um, <clears throat> and considers holding hands, uh, accidentally holds hands while they're eating popcorn. Uh, it's the night of the family Christmas party uh, and Jack sees a picture of her ex-husband and is like, oh, I know that guy. Uh, so he goes outside. It's snowing. Catherine comes out and is like, hey, why are you out here in the snow by yourself? Um, and he's like, hey, does this watch look familiar? And she's like, yeah, it was my husband's. And and it turns out that Tyler saved Jack's life. What? I know. Um, and he came all this way to find the guy that saved his life to give him back his watch. But he can't do that because Tyler passed away. He's very sad to find this out. She decides that she wants to stay in town and help run the family's bakery. Um, he, she then goes to the dance and slow dances with Jack and tells him how happy he is that, that uh, he came into her life. They kiss, and that, my friends, was time, time for, for you, you to come, come home, home for Christmas. Christmas. Wow. You know, the we did it. The short names that we all know and yep. love. Um, <laughs> this is um, a sequel so yeah, last sure. year, yeah. it's time for me to come home for Christmas. Yeah, but um, it has nothing to do with the first one. It says Blake Shelton it, somehow gets a yeah, check on both of these. Yeah, I, that Blake the Shelton. He wrote a song. I think it's, uh, it's he called wrote Time a song. for Me to Come Home yeah. for Christmas. And yeah. so I, guess I think his mom may actually have written the song. What? Wow. Yes, wow. I believe that's true. I'm not 100% sure. I think it might be true, though. Ryan with the deep dive. Where I did like the it. second one come from, though? Did, he write, did she write another song? I think... 
I am not completely sure about this, but so I caught the end of time for me to come home for Christmas right before time for you to come home for Christmas. They may have been playing part of that same song at the dance at the end. Oh, so I think it's the song is what ties them together and the, the terrible titles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it's a both right. hand right. for right. sure. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We do have four segments on this show, uh, but before we get to the very first one, we do have a couple sponsors today. They help keep the lights on. The Christmas we get, we can't afford no. all of these Christmas decorations we on just our can't. own. Our light bill alone is uh, out of it's control. Obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, in fact, say I'm obsessed with the light bill. You could even say that if you wanted to. Oh, that's interesting because yeah. the, today's sponsor is our good friends at Netflix. What? what? Netflix is paying us. Netflix. To talk about our help. help. That's right. Now, they, is it for anything you can actually watch? As a no, flick? no, no. It's a podcast. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, they have a, a new podcast. It's called "I'm Obsessed with mm, This." Her good Panda, things. you have been. Uh, you have not stopped talking about this yeah. podcast since you heard That's about true. it. Um, you can say I'm obsessed with you. This. Are, you, you are obsessed ah, with it. Yeah. And I think the reason why you're obsessed with I'm obsessed with this is because you are also obsessed with a lot of things. That's right. And so I'm I obsessed with obsessed. this. Spoke to your obsessive nature. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, it dives in deeper into certain episodes on Netflix. Like okay. it's, really? it's great. Yeah. So uh Bobby Finger is the host. No, no, no. That's a that's the guy that commits a crime in a bad Bobby Finger. Street. No, he's the real host. No, I he love really is the real host. And uh You think and, Bobby Finger did it? Oh, I know Bobby Finger did it. Yeah. And he's great. Uh what he does is he takes a different guest every week and they dive into one particular episode or one particular show on Netflix and they do a deep dive. But here's what's cool about it. it's really less about the episode in some ways as much as it is about the host and the the different dynamics and the guest uh, mm. host. And so like so for instance, just to give you one example of this, in the uh Tall Girl episode about Tall Girl, yeah. uh so, Tall by Girl's Anne, a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh and free who spent uh, the conversation discussing what it's like to be obsessed with her height throughout high school. Uh, so it was a little bit different. You dive kind of into the existential elements of this. I like uh, it. Oh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, in December, they're going to be tackling holiday shows. Go figure. Uh, it's really good, though. How do I find it? Let uh, me know, because I'm in. Yeah, uh, go ahead. New episodes released every Tuesday. You can get whenever you're, wherever you wherever listen to Wherever you're listening to this right now, chances Stitcher. are you could listen to I'm obsessed, obsessed with, this. with this. I love it. Thanks, uh, Netflix. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah, thank well, you. Hey, well, the Irishman. Seriously, go watch it, guys, on I'm Netflix. A, I'm it's obsessed. great. It's three I'm and a half hours long. Um, what do you think the odds are that they'll invite us on to talk about something we're obsessed with? I think that the odds are very low. I'm obsessed with that idea. <laughs> we have four segments on this show uh, to talk about how we felt about this movie. Uh, the first one is the hot, hot take. Um, and there's one person in particular who is the hottest taker. Um, we always start with him because really without him, there are no takes. That's I would true. say that. Um, mm-hmm. And it is Panda. Panda, what did you think about this movie, the second and yeah. the coming home for Christmas uh, uh, movies yeah. series. Guys, I'm about to give you a take to end all takes. Bring it. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> I like this movie. All right. Uh, it, it's a, it's a stronger like for me. Okay. I think like. it's a stronger like, I wouldn't say it's like the strongest like, uh, but it's stronger. I, I think there's a lot of really fun things in this movie. Uh, I did like the mystery element of this movie. I think it, it, it it freshened things up into the normal Hallmark tropes. I think it was good. Uh, I thought I got, it, there were some good feels in this movie, uh, some good Christmas feels. Uh, 
I love a good baking montage and baking scenes in general. You got a lot of them. Uh, you got you got a fort. There were baking scenes in this movie? Just a few. Uh, a croissant. A croissant. Uh, guys, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I would watch this again. Okay. okay. Ryan, right. what did you think? Uh, I got to say, I was deeply underwhelmed by it. Oh, no. I, I also, I liked the mystery element, but then I was very disappointed in the pain the reveal i was mm. thinking the way they play up the mystery so much that i was certain it was going to be some kind of like return to me thing where like yes. and your husband donated his eyes and his heart to me and he's <laughs> yeah. in my, it was just like ah oh, like we met he did his job and helped me out <laughs> <laughs> he didn't die doing it right. like it just yeah. i was yeah and i it was it's i think the other thing that was hard for me is that i really like a good Hallmark Christmas movie that I I can get feelings from it, but I, I'm watching it mostly because I find them funny. And you're just, it's it's hard to get j- jokes from like, well, guess what? My army husband is dead. That's I right. Dare yeah. joke about that. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I agree. I like the idea of mystery in this movie. There wasn't enough throughout the movie to tell me what the mystery was to have me feel invested in the mystery. I was more annoyed that it was happening because I still didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So like with a movie in mystery where we see the murder at the beginning and we're trying to figure out, uh, I would have liked to have uh, seen maybe a flashback to this happening. And then we know, or but we don't see the face of the guy. We just see him uh, pulling him out of the rubble or something. I would have liked to have seen the mystery so we know what he's doing rather than, oh, this guy's in town, he has a watch, and he's going to Ace Hardware to have conversations with people uh, i i just wanted more of what the mystery was uh and but we didn't get that we just kind of got this guy's making phone calls asking about a guy named ted or something and then at the end it was here's everything all at once yeah. um so i would have liked more of it um but i did enjoy the movie i liked it more than the first one i think i don't really remember it that much but i think i liked it more than the first one um i i i did enjoy it but i wanted more of the mystery uh but hallmark keep it coming with the mysteries because i like that element. It's a nice shakeup and definitely Christmas. different. It's a nice shakeup during the Christmas season. Yeah. Um, so there's two feature films like in the movie theater. One that came to mind. One is Return to Me, the David Duchovny joint. Mm-hmm. The other is a movie called Seven Pounds yes. with, with Will Smith. I think both of those movies are bad movies. Like personally, I think they're bad. <laughs> they don't do a good job handling the subject matter with any sort of tact or ability to let you feel it, but also let you yep. know that it's tough. So imagine if Hallmark tried to do one of those. <laughs> um, imagine how, crush it, right? Imagine how that would go. And it goes worse than that. It, it is. It is. It's not good. Um, I did at least think it was different enough. Like 30 minutes in, I normally am just like, all right, let's rip the Band-Aid off. But in this one, at least you're like, all right, this is a different. I'm very worried that there's a Norman Bates vibe in this guy <laughs> a little bit. Um, and some other things do kind of stick out. But um, it, there are some feels in the movie. Uh-huh. I did have some actual feels in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was different enough to where it will probably stay out of my bottom five. But don't mistake that for good because it was not good uh that's my hot take that's fair uh it's time for all the feels part of the show we talk about when this movie gave us feels uh panda you said that you got a lot of feels and so now i'm really excited to hear about your feels what what gave you feels in this movie buddy there's there's two in particular that i really want to camp on and it's the opening scene of 
of the movie when she is dancing with mm-hmm. uh, Tyler before he, it's a flashback to 99 and they're dancing in the bakery. That's a really well done Hallmark scene. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed that. And then anything, any, they don't do a lot, which I think less is more in this case with the flashbacks with Tyler. They could have really overdone that if that makes sense. Uh, but they do just a few and they do enough where it works for me. Yeah. Every and single there's time there's a flashback, like she'll yeah. walk yeah. into a room and, remember, and then you yeah. see Which that. Which is what you would, I, yeah. I feel like that's what you would remember too, is those totally. flashbacks to those like just moments when you walk into a room, you're like, so-and-so was here. And yeah. I remember like, that was actually a really well done scene. So like for me, all that really worked for me. Uh, it, it, and it kept me more tuned into this movie. I, I think I really appreciate that. Like that. Sure. Ryan, did you have any feels? Yeah, the movie gave me, in terms of the relationship between the main characters, not at all. I didn't care about creepy Ty Burrell and <laughs> you know, who he's going after. But it gave me, I have a four-year-old, and so I am just, like, primed to just have, like, parent feelings about mm-hmm. just any, any like, mother-child relationship you put on the screen. You'd be like, that's me, even though it's like, I've never experienced this. But when they have, her kid Will, who's got, like, had hair from 1995. But was He's got really- the Leonardo DiCaprio from Romeo and Juliet yes. haircut. That's what he has. <laughs> exact haircut. Yes. But he, the moment when he's building himself a snow fort and she asks him why, he's like, well, we always did it after the first snow. That was like the double punch of like, my dad is dead. That's sad. And also like, mom, you let me down. Yeah. And so <laughs> I've never experienced that exactly. But I was like, oh no, this is Sad. Yeah. You've never let your you've never let your kid down, so you don't know what it's like, but you can imagine what yeah. it might yeah, be like. As I can a imagine how a lesser parent right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just sad to me that those parents exist, right. but then I, then it makes me happy because I've never made a mistake. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and at the end at the end of the day it's still encouraging. That's yeah. the good news. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there were some some mother son moments that that gave me genuine feels. So they pulled that off, so I appreciate that. <laughs> this was a feel for me that surprised me. I didn't expect to get feels from this because we had seen some of Will's art before and I was not impressed. Underwhelmed? I was underwhelmed by the art. (laughs) But the reveal of the mural... I thought it was a really cool Christmas. Guys, stop giving what? me a look. I Are thought you it was serious? A, I thought it was a very fun, cartoony Christmas scene. No. That he drew. No, no? I was it underwhelmed. Looked, it looked it like was an eight year old did it, but it went heavy on the white space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It no, worked. Like his I pictures they drew, I was sitting there like, oh, he's a good artist because the pictures he was drawing were fairly detailed and they looked good. And I then he showed was, the mural and I was like, boy, was this fun. kid. I thought it was like fun and like cartoony and like, I thought it was fun. It's okay. better than I thought it was going to be because before that, all they show you is the he's up there for days and they reveal that he's drawn like half of a holly berry. And they're like, right. oh my God, this is so fun. Like, oh God, this is going to be a bad mural. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I yeah. think it was the Holly Berry scene where uh, where Holly Berry, where um, I saw how little they had done and yet how proud they were of themselves. That made me go, uh-oh. But then when it was revealed, I was like, this is fun. I, I If I drew that, I'd be Punk. Yeah, well, I'd I mean, be posting that everywhere. I'd be like, guys, look what I drew. Not exactly uh, a high bar. I, I mean, know, I, like, but I'm just saying it, it. It looked like a Christmas scene to me, oof. and I so it works. Brand, you know, I will support you almost all the time over Dan, but this is one of the few times where I'm like, uh, uh-uh, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dude. I That's love bad. you so much, That's but it was not great. No. 
I love you though. Like, please, please hear me. I want to yeah. support you some other way. How can I do that right now? <laughs> we'll talk about it off air. Oh, okay. Uh, Dan. Yeah, I got two. One is the two leads actually ice skate. I, I like. I I know that we talked about it in the synopsis, but this cannot be undersold. I we have seen so many over the course of the last year and a half of like shoulder and up shots of the leads on the ice skating rink, and then feet shots like we're filming the cutting edge. Like, what are we doing? Like. <laughs> How in the world is it that hard to get two leads on an ice skating rink for a quick scene, ice skating very slowly? But they do it in this movie. They Mm -hmm. show the full shot. They're actually ice skating. And I was like, huh, that actually does add something. And then secondly, in actual feels, that was just more of a congrats, Hallmark, you did it. (laughs) Um, This there, I have the scene with the mother and the son that I think is really good. And it's when she gives him the pocket watch. Mm -hmm. I, I think what's cool about that scene, the pocket watch gift is great. But hearing that your dad's a hero, I think, is what really worked for me. Like this kid who probably when he was 10, I would guess, his father passes away and known him, known him mainly as a music teacher and, and he knew he served. And then you get to hear about this great, amazing thing that your dad did and you don't have any, you know, you feel like you get a new memory with your dad at that point. Mm. And so... And he acted it well. Like he, he was, really did. He was really surprised by that. Yeah, he goes, me? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I get this? Yes. It was very sweet. And I thought that scene worked incredibly yeah, you know, well. You know, I'm excited to see how that impacts his art. Because if he is, <laughs> he's already yeah. painting such inspired stuff that I can't wait. It can to only see. go up. Yeah, it can only go up from there. <laughs> it's true. Jeez. I just need your support here, Panda. Hey, no, I and I did. I, I was like, it's just going to go up, buddy. It's time for the way. Well, before we do, we have a second sponsor. Um, are you out there and you just got engaged? Congratulations. Congratulations. The next few months has the potential to be the worst few months of your life. But do I have good news for <laughs> you? Right. We have been married, the three of us, to our wives. We've been married for combined over 25, almost 30 years. And we all would agree that the months we spent planning the wedding were the worst months of the relationship. Yep. Agree? Yes. It's the worst. It's terrible. There's no writing it, sir. It's a mess. It's never right. But you know who's here to make it easier for you? Our friends at Zola. That's exactly right. Zola makes wedding planning uh, easy. You should be able to enjoy the time leading up to your wedding. And Zola makes that possible by giving you some amazing uh, wedding websites, registries, uh, invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. No more trying to do one thing on one website, another thing on another website. They do it all in one place. You start with a free website. The website is free. You and your your uh, in fiance want to get a website for your wedding. That does not cost you a thing at Zola. Over a million couples have tried it. And here's the thing. That's where it starts, but it can build from there. You can put your wedding registry on mm-hmm. there. It's easy. It makes it fun. You also can put your favorite brands or what you want to, to be gifted that may instead of a registry, but also you can use their invitations mm-hmm. as well. And their invitations, they'll send you out some free samples of those invitations. You can de- design them yourselves. All of that is available in one place, and that's at Zola. That's exactly right. And so go to the, go to Zola.com slash deck. Use the promo code PAPER30. You're going to get 30% off uh, your invites and your paper order. Uh, that's Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com slash deck. Use promo code PAPER30. Uh, and, and really, congratulations. Don't blow this. That's right. Congrats. Now <laughs> Do it right. Do it right. That's exactly. Also invite us. Also invite yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love, love an invitation. Deck the Hallmark. I'll PO, show up. P.O. Box 6603, Greenville, Greenville South Carolina, 29606. 
if there's if there's uh, food there, I'll be there. You can also send us gifts. Yeah, you can send us that yeah, too. We send also us, we also have, we a, have regi- a registry. We have a registry on Zola. Right. It's just a fun time registry yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time for the way what part of the show? It's when we talk about when this movie made us go. Wait, Wait what? what? Uh, Pana, do you have a couple? I have a few, buddy. Sure. Uh, first of all, the very first uh, scene. It's the flashback again. Uh, she's baking cookies, and yeah. she's been working on gingerbread cookies. She's decorated them just so, and she hands one to. Uh, Tyler, and she says, listen, she's been working on these Christmas cookies all week. Now, there's a lot of questions I have. First of all, why is it this difficult for for a recipe that I got to be honest with you? you're not reinventing the wheel on this one. It's, it's not that complicated. But second of all, why are you spending all that time on a test batch decorating them in depth? You yeah. don't do that. Like, that's just not what you do. Is that overkill? Am I out of line? No, no, I think I didn't notice the decoration, but I did notice that it they gave the appearance that she's been slaving away late at night in the kitchen Over- of her parents' restaurant every day this week trying to get this recipe for a ginger cookie perfect. Mm-hmm. And I, for the life of me, I don't, don't get understand. It. Nobody is more qualified to give baking critique than you, Panda. Yeah, right. really. I, guys, I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm, I make a good croissant. A croissant. A croissant. I, I do. Uh, were, were you going to chime in? Well, I was going to say, I've watched a lot of uh, The Profit uh, mm, show where yeah. Marcus Lemonis is a business coach. And so I feel like I feel like I know a lot about just systems and businesses now from my time on my couch. And it's, it's <laughs> not sustainable like business practice. Like, no. you simply cannot take a week to make 24 cookies. No. <laughs> You're, it's you're, that cuts into your profit margin, as as my close personal friend Marcus Lemonis would say. That's right. it's, just, it's, just like, it's a it's a wonder that the bakery was still now, around twenty years later. What you, what you don't know, Ryan, is that Cat's cookies cost ten thousand dollars each. Yeah, and you did not see if you had done your research. It's the extra nutmeg that goes the mile. That's right. That extra nutmeg goes the mile. Goes the mile. <laughs> you, you meant to say it's the nutmeg that goes the extra mile, and you said the extra nutmeg goes the mile. Yes, it does. What you it really so it gets does. you. Just to where it normally does. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, nothing extra. No, no extra fancy, here. No fluff, just but one it mile. Does the job. It nails it. it. Extra nutmeg. Love it. Mm. Uh, they argue on the train, uh, the boy and uh, Jack, over if it's 10 Pipers piping. I guess played for jokes, but no one today has debates. We just Google it instantly. Uh, I just want to yes. point that out. Uh, and then finally, the mom keeps saying, uh, I. I don't have a choice about selling the bakery. Literally, she has a choice about whether or not to sell the bakery. I don't know why she keeps insinuating that uh, animately, because if it's not about the money, because she's fine and she's not really sick of it. You really do have a choice. Like I just want to hire it. someone. Yeah, Even if Catherine yeah. didn't volunteer, she just needed one, That's right. one person to help yeah. her. Exactly. The thing was she wanted to go and do something else, and it's like just hire somebody. Like uh, it's, it's not complicated. Simple. Like that's literally you have options. Like yeah. this is the definition of having a choice in business. I just I just I am tired of it. For ones with a bakery, it's not about the money. And it's yet <laughs> she still feels forced to sell. Uh Ryan? Yeah. I had a couple of things. They're two very small moments. The first one is, so they go to see a Christmas movie together, yeah. and he you know, says that he always likes to sit on the left side of the movie theater. <laughs> Whatever, that's fine. <laughs> so she says, you have a normal seat in movie theaters? And he says, uh-huh. And then she says, feels like that's a really... And then she simply does not finish the sentence. That's right. She doesn't. She's not interrupted. Yeah. She just does not talk. And I, it was my favorite part of the entire... <laughs> it's the most realistic thing I've ever seen, because... I just feel like there's so many times when 
I know I'm talking. I'm like, there's what I'm not saying anything important. <laughs> and you just simply do not finish the sentence. And I don't know if that was on purpose, if that was like a character choice or if she forgot her line. But the sentence just ends right in the middle of it. And it was my favorite point in the whole movie but i i do wonder if it was on purpose or not yeah i, I just I, I i remember that now and i was thinking like i i don't i guess she just decided not to go down that road with him she just decides to I, not talk anymore i would you say wouldn't want to go down that road. i, I think personally if you don't have a favorite seat in the movie theater you're a monster because i think mm. that's a very important part of going to the movies i do not want to show up and not get the seat that i don't want f9 F9. Well, it depends on the theater. It depends on the theater. It's you not, can't do the F9. No, you can't it's, always no, do it's F9. F9. No, it's not. F9 always. No, it's F9 where, always. From here on out, I'm only singing F9. Yeah, but we were wrong. Last night we even, went even we if the F9, best seats in the house. Even we if F9's not, even if F9's not, around, not behind the bar? Yeah. No, you can't do that. So you it's just not just about the bar. It's F9. No, I love F9. Okay. And I will just say, if you've never started a sentence and then been like, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth it. Have you even ever talked? It's deeply relatable. That's right. That's how I feel almost every time we start this podcast. That's right. I'm like, is this even worth it? I don't know. What else? And There was another moment with with Jack where he is, she's trying to, they're talking about how he got into music and how he became such a, you know, mediocre guitar player. And <laughs> he, he's like, he, this guy, so he, he appears to be, you know, in his forties or so. And he says that he heard a couple, he got into it just a couple of years ago. And he says that he got into it cause he heard music was good for the soul. And it's just, the insinuation is that he heard for the first time in his life, like two years ago, like about the idea of music. And it just seems very implausible that you just, it's like, hey, man, like, that's, I, like, hey, you know, I read this study that knitting, you know, raises endorphins. That's like, oh, I just learned that. How interesting. But just to hear that, like, hey, music is good. <laughs> So, which also and implies that was like a big moment for him that it's it's not that he just discovered music it's that like he's never been impacted by music himself never, that's right. yes but yeah. he has heard that it affects other people he puts off a vibe of i have never been impacted by music i don't get a lot of like i don't like, feel anything i don't there's he's i was not a fan of him i just felt like I believe that you have never been moved by a piece of music. <laughs> Are we yeah. sure he's not a sociopath? He, he I, I'm just imagining 35 year old Jack and he's just got the, got not the blues. He's just down in the dumps and somebody comes back. He's like, Hey, cool cat. You ever try, <laughs> mu- you ever try music? And Jack's like, music? What's that? What? <laughs> What's this music you speak it's of? It's like talking, but bouncy. <laughs> That's true. And then Jack was born a soul. Uh, yeah, I love it. Do you have any more? Is that it? Um, I, I do have written down... I don't think it's romantic to guess someone's shoe size. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get there. I promise you that. Yeah. Not don't only worry, is Ryan. it not romantic... It's dangerous. It is. Yes. It's just. It's a lose-lose. It's, it's downright lose. creepy. Hey, yeah. size six, I took a guess. Okay, Norman Bates. Yeah. Calm down. 
Calm it's, down. It's Just le- ask the lady what size shoes or tell her to go get her own. Do not do that. What's weirder, that he did it or that he was correct? Yeah, that's the tough part. Because he was correct. Yeah. If you can eyeball that thing, then that is you not. Looked at, that's yeah. all right, Quentin. Yeah, like, yeah, exa- yeah, Quentin, you get it. It's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. You, First time Dan walked in, though, I was like, that's a size 14 right yeah. there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. I ever seen it. Um, so, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack? Yeah, Jack. Jack. Jack is sitting there on the train across from uh, Will. Will is drawing, as he does, <laughs> and Jack's watching him draw. <clears throat> and Jack looks at him and says, did you draw that? <laughs> what have you been doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like you've been watching yeah. him draw. You don't even ask that question. You ever been on a train before? <laughs> You ever, heard you ever about, met a new dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard about music? <laughs> it's good for the soul. He's not ready for it. He's only 12. Yeah, save it. Save it. Save it. His soul, his soul it. doesn't need it. Yet. That's right. Um, and then I would just, I, I was, there's a lot of things about Jack that concerned me, but, but his inability to wait 10, 15 oh. seconds before picking Dude. up that croissant was just hilarious. He It came straight out of the oven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> what kind of monster yeah. rips a croissant in the middle? Oh, Do people goodness. do that? There was so much about that scene with the croissant, namely how he said croissant. Yeah. Uh, but but his in it, like it comes straight out of the oven. He picks it up. He does acknowledge how hot it is, but that does not stop him no, from stuffing doesn't. that sucker nope. in his mouth. No, it does not. And I... That I can train. Was that your last That's one? My, you the transition is. I'll pick you back over. That is that it's scalding hot or it's a bad croissant. First of all, it literally just came out of the oven. But second of all, if you say croissant one time, like <laughs> if you if you do that bit once, then you're just a goober, right? right. It's like right, right. All right. He went to that well. He decided to say croissant like a French person. I'm gonna act like I've never heard it. Give give a courtesy chuckle. But if you commit. <laughs> Mm. to speaking the normal King's English your entire life, except for the word croissant, where then you, at that point, every time you say it, go, croissant, you're incredibly weird and off-putting. Like, Especially <laughs> if you're not like a whimsical man. That's right. And there's no whimsy no. in Jack. He's a, he's a serious well of just pain. Yes. And then he says <laughs> croissant, and it's a French accent. <laughs> It's bizarre. <laughs> I was you know what? That type of that, that type of uh, that type of person probably knows women's shoe sizes like that. Yeah, yeah. he does. <laughs> if so, you say croissant, you so much about Jack it. is just not okay. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I'm a little concerned about Provincetown, Massachusetts. Um, I looked it up. This is the town. You know, Massachusetts kind of juts out into the water. Yeah, sure. This is the town. Kind of like all of the Northeast. It's just a giant. Yeah, but even Massachusetts, which looks like it's a square, that's like, no, here we go. It's a boot. We're going out. And and this little hook out here at the end of it is Provincetown. It's all the way out there. So surrounded by water. Um, but somehow I think they're in South Massachusetts, like south of the Mason-Dixon line, because <laughs> because every year they hold a snowball dance that's just country music. That plays country music. It's just like, I know we're all up in Massachusetts. It's spitting rain, freezing snow sideways. We're all hardened northern New Englanders, and it's like, let's get together in line dance for a couple hours. <laughs> Should we? Call them Baton Rouge. That's right. <laughs> operator, won't you put me on through? We got to... Uh, yeah, I, I like as a southerner, like I'm like, all right, good for you guys, but simultaneously, 
what? <laughs> like there isn't a Dunkin' Donuts anywhere up there. What are, what are they even doing? And speaking of being in the Northeast, I, I don't know what accent this is that Kat is doing, but when she says the movie Casablanca, she sounds like she combines... I don't know. I it she says Casablanca. <laughs> and and I don't know if that's if that's just someone who doesn't know how to say the word or if that's a, a northeastern thing, but she says Casablanca and it bothered me and I don't know what to do with that information. Is it that the second time this year we've had a Hallmark movie where they've used said Casablanca and they've said it incorrectly? I think so, early on. I, I feel yeah, yeah, I feel like, like first had, weekend maybe, like yeah. near Christmas match. Right, or exactly. This is the second time they've yeah. said Allison that. Allison Sweeney's from LA, maybe it's yeah. an LA thing. I don't do know. Say, do you say <laughs> Uh, one of the most popular movies of all time wrong Casablanca Casablanca that's a that's to a, me I read it as she's saying it because she wanted to prove that she got his reference but right. she has never seen the movie and has never <laughs> had to say it out loud and like yeah. in the most like, oh god Casablanca that's right <laughs> don't try you know to your slip, references? slip that Unknown Casablanca She's, by me. I feel that more than you care to admit. Like there's so many times where I've read the word and I'm like, uh oh, I've got to say it. I've never said this out loud. I, I said during it. the, but I'm just glad Ryan's on the on the broadcast because during the movie, late in the movie, I said, oh, this is a real return to me situation, and you both looked at me like I was crazy. So I'm glad Ryan's here to help. Oh yeah, me out. that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, that's right. Got let down. Yeah. Um. So uh, the son finds a video of his dad playing the snowball dance uh but somehow in 1999 it's full hd like he found a 20 year old <laughs> what a, has to be i guess a dvd and that thing is crisp yeah and i just want to also like, say this is also audio straight from the mixer it is, it is not it is not the camcorders uh audio they plug that sucker in and, and thing, i appreciate like, that commitment and the thing about tyler you didn't know is he was a good dad but when it came to his performances he was a monster yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be right the video is gonna be perfect sound straight from the source or don't record it at all like that's I will be who he was. my best <laughs> that's right that is all i own that's right now we're gonna play country music in Massachusetts, dadgummit. Uh, so, so, and we're not going to get paid? Don't you try. My girlfriend's been working on a cookie all week. <laughs> um, and then I don't know at what age the game High Five Download Too Slow. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know at what age you stop playing that game, but I can guarantee you that it is before 12. Well, let's yeah. just let's just try it. <laughs> hey, high five. Give me a high five. Down low. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is fun. You just don't know. <laughs> the other problem with that is, is he's, he's playing a toddler's game with a middle schooler, and then it all takes place in slow motion, which would be meta if this movie wasn't so terrible. Like, they, the guy tries to give him five, and it's like, and he's like, no, too slow. <laughs> neither, neither one of them are going at a very fast speed. Oh, my gosh. That's all I got for Directly that. before that, they show them they're just fist bumping like three or four times. They cut away. <laughs> yeah, they this. cut back. They're still Bumping. Yeah. You're not they playing start, a game. I thought they were going to break out in a full day. I, I got to be honest with you. I've gotten stuck in endless fist bumps before. Yeah. I, it's just It starts and then you don't know how to quit. And it's just at you least know, the one thing. I get it. This does lend itself to uh, my What the Hallmark, which is the part of the show where we wonder what could have been, what maybe happened, give some clarity. Um, I One of mine is that fist bump. I want to know, were they creating a new secret handshake? 
Was it? Is it a game? I don't know. Were they playing Bloody Knuckles? You guys remember Bloody Knuckles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloody Knuckles. Oh, yeah. There's a That's lot. That's a middle school game. Yes. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of things that it could be, and yet we still don't know. And so I do want to know what they were playing. And then at the very beginning of the movie, um, the, she has a list, and she says 25 reasons we're going to have the best Christmas. I do want to know uh, that list. It sounds like a, 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 a great list. I'd like to know some of those things. Yeah. Sure. That you do. Yeah. 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 Panda. Uh, I'm interested in Will's just interests in general because they seem diverse. Uh, you go into his bedroom and he has an F1 racer poster up there. Yeah, uh, he has yep. a a Pegasus poster yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. drawn, and then uh, some some other critters, creatures, butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird mix for sure. I just. Every what's time, up, dude? every like, time he plays on. the high five too slow game and loses, he has to add a random thing to his wall chosen by the person that beats him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, but I would like for that to be. A I'm thing. just intrigued. Yeah. I, I want to know more about Will. What's going on, bud? Absolutely, yeah. Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have a lot in this movie. I do know how I want to know how often Jack thought it was okay to play guitar out in a public space with a coffee cup in front of him and not expect to get tips. Right? <laughs> I do like, how often did he do that? Like, cause he seemed legitimately surprised, but if you're going to have your coffee cup out there and be playing like this, I just feel like that is the universal sign of, Hey, I'm playing music. Drop me a dime. If you could, yeah. please. Like, I, and I think we can all agree that while he did start playing music to, you know, affect souls, that performance was not doing anything for anyone. No, it was no. it was aggressive. It was all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. It, it was like he was attacking us with Christmas tunes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, I just learned about bar chords. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here's my beat. Yeah. Um, I, I do the other one was yeah. I want to know how the snowball came to be in existence and how it came to get country fair, music and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. Ryan, you're our guest. You will have the last word. Yeah, I have to say I have two main things. One is very overall, and it's, what's Jack's deal? I don't trust him. <laughs> he's very, even in the big, he's suspiciously vague about the whole thing. We learn nothing about his accident or his injuries, which we, you know, we, there's no flashbacks to that, so we never see anything. And then he's just kind of like, I don't remember. And again, I just generally don't trust him. So I'm inclined to think, I just, what actually happened here, Jack? Mm. Because... That the other part of that is that I feel like I'm curious about just her family and friends because I feel like if I told my close friends, hey, this this stranger I met on the train keeps showing up everywhere I am and knows my shoe size, they would not be like, oh my gosh, this is fate. They'd be like, Send me your location on your iPhone. That's right. So we can find you when you are kidnapped by this bad man who's following you. Yeah. But also ima- then, yeah. imagine telling your friends all of that. And then a couple of days later being like, guys, you're not going to believe it. This guy, <laughs> you know, you guys know my dead husband, right? This other one. He saved this guy's life. And just yeah, happens and they'd be like, to oh, be what here. happened? And you'd be like, I, I, that's I don't, really all he said. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, it, it does hurt enough to for him to complain about it, but not bad enough for him to be able to skate backwards like a yeah, hero. To not be able to be <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's the other part where my question is, so the frame of picture of her and her husband falls down, it breaks, it's very tragic. And then later, and I think what is supposed to be like a big moment, her sister gives her the frame back and she's like, dad fixed it for you. 
And uh-huh. my question is, did dad fix it for you? Or did dad go to TJ Maxx That's and right. get you another frame for six ninety nine? Yeah. Why is dad fixing a, a, a four by six frame? Yeah. Right. No, that's a waste of everyone's dad time. Dad bought you a frame. Maybe yeah. that's why mom's got to sell the bakery. Yeah. Your dad's fixing <laughs> four dollar frames. frames. I don't know what I'm gonna do. He's welding the glass back together. There's an easier way to do it. That's yeah. right. I love it. I love it. So Ryan, good. thank you for oh my gosh. Thank you. Uh, tell everybody about how they can uh, pick up your wonderful book. Yes. Uh, so it's Build Your Own Christmas Movie Romance. It's anywhere on the internet where books are. It's on Amazon. It's also on IndieBound, Barnes & Noble, Target. Uh, it might be in your local bookstore. If not, call them and ask them for it, and then they'll get it for you. Um, you can order it, or you can just buy it. Or uh, Yeah, those are the main ways. Yeah. I feel like we should call our Barnes & Noble right now, get them on the phone, be like, hey, yep. get this book. Come on. Do the least you could do. Um, and and we cannot stress this enough. It is not a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. We cannot it is stress- not affiliated with the yeah. brand choose your own adventure. Yeah. Does it have right. choices and is it an adventure? It is. It's not the first time we've made that mistake. Can you <laughs> can you select your own path of life? Yes, yes. you can. Yeah. Mm. Are there multiple adventures to be had in there this book? There are. And mm-hmm. you can select one and not another one. That's exactly and it can what you be can your do. very own. It can be your very own. It okay. could belong so to you. You're telling me I can assert my will. That's right. <laughs> to go a, a path. That's right. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but it is not a yeah. choose your own adventure, adventure book. book. Uh, before no. we get done, and Ryan, I'm sorry, you're here for it. Um, <laughs> we uh, we end every show with a with a patron of the week. If you mm-hmm. uh, are not a patron, you're not going to get one of these. They're only for our patrons. And what happens is uh, my good friend Panda here. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's acknowledged earlier on that. He does know Google. He knows how to use it. Yeah, and yeah. he uh, he's one of the best Googlers I know. And so we give him some patrons, and he finds out their stories, mm-hmm. regardless of how deep, regardless of how dark. He finds that story. Yeah. Who do we got today? It is Casey Gray Mahoney and Colleen Cat. So K A T T E. So it Catty. I would assume it's Cat. Casey Mahoney, like in the movie, Colleen Cat. So Casey and Colleen. Yeah, yeah. Casey and Colleen. That's right. kind of now, you were talking oh, about this this morning, and it is uh, just. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, guys, listen, they they saw early on that there was this website called Wikipedia and it was catching on and they said, you know, that's fascinating and everything. But what if we started our own kind of version of it? And they called it Rockopedia. OK. OK. Yeah. Continue. Hopefully this gets better. They have compiled an entire encyclopedic list of all things rock. So my question is, do you mean music or do you mean rocks like rocks you get outside? Yeah, rocks you get outside. So that could literally be found... On Wikipedia. Yeah. But th- no, because this is Rockopedia. Yeah, you right. what I'm saying is you all of those subjects. You go right. to Wikipedia, uh-huh. you search rock, type of rocks right. will be a... Yeah. yeah, but they have sandstone. Okay, so sure. I, I don't uh, need to know what kind of rock they have because granite. I guarantee you that Wikipedia also has Quartz. that type of rock. My Turquoise. question is, is how quickly did this fail? And, and were they friends after it? And who blamed who for the fallout for this terrible idea? Okay, so they did not see. I will say that they didn't see that Wikipedia was going to take expand every, into rocks. It was up to that point, it kind of at standstill. They were really trying to re- rejuvenate yeah. the rock scene out there. Uh, and so what ended up, it, it didn't go quite as well. It's still around. Uh, I I go there for all my rock info. Uh, Rockopedia, but they're not making any money off of it. Well, I sponsor them. Okay, you don't do that with company money, though, correct? Well, okay. so so they 
our patrons. They yeah. pay. They pay us. And then you take their money and throw it right. Is this a money laundering situation? Yeah, are we cleaning money for Rockopedia? <laughs> Guys, I don't want to. I don't. They've gotten into some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Trying to fund it, it, I don't want. I don't, I'm if not sure we could, could go that. If you could blame one person for the dumbest idea I've ever heard, which is Rockopedia, <laughs> would it be Casey or Colleen? Oh, Colleen, definitely. Okay, I thought no, so. no, I it was a Colleen so. idea. I, Colleen idea uh, I mean, I if you've ever met Colleen, you get it though. Yeah. Not because it's a. We it, did meet Colleen yeah. at Christmas Con. She's wonderful. Right. She's wonderful. But she couldn't stop talking about. No, it, it was weird. Like she came up. I at, did get the money laundering <laughs> vibes from her though. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this woman might not be above. It's a the New books. Jersey thing, it's right? A New right. Jersey. Jersey. That's Jersey. You get it, ah. yeah. And I was okay with it, but if you want your own shout out, that's probably going to be better than Rockopedia. You can go to Patreon com slash deck the hallmark and pay us money and you'll get to hear bonus content and be a part of a Facebook community and get shout outs. Rockopedia. Ryan, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And um, I forgive you. <laughs> and uh, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast presented by Friendly TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina at the flagship property studios on East Coffee Street. For more information, go to deckthehallmark.com.